Welcome back, fellow misfits, to another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Matt. And like Connor said, welcome to another episode. And today, we are going to be having this episode kind of broken into two pieces. First part of the episode is our good old what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're waiting for. And followed by just a lot of information on various fan bases. Anime, manga, DC, Marvel, Star Wars. A lot of stuff has come over the last few weeks, so we figured we'd take this opportunity to give you just a little bit of what's been going on in case you missed something. Yeah, a lot lot of stuff's come out. Some of it's probably a little dated whenever this actually comes out, but, you know, we thought we'd discuss it and give our own opinions on some of the things and if we're looking forward to them. But other than that, uh, I think we've discussed in a previous podcast that Matt and I were trying to hold one another accountable by getting them to watch slash read specific forms of media. Um, I know uh, Matt lent me out some comics. I lent Matt out some manga and a couple, couple, just a few um, anime that he wanted, was interested in. Matt, what, 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 how, how was your feelings on some of those that you read? Honestly, it was pretty good. So the stuff that you, uh, just to remind the fellow misfits that are listening, Connor gave me some Tokyo Ghoul, the first few volumes, gave me a One Piece movie, The Stampede, gave me all of Tokyo Ghoul, um, Rude, Re to watch, and gave me Assassination Classroom, Attack on Titan Season 1 as well. I think that's it. Matt has seen Attack on Titan Season 1 before, but he wanted to... Just refresh myself a little bit. He just is going to watch slash, I guess, read it all, so he just wanted to start over. It's... Mm -hmm. Please if you haven't know. seen it for a while, you may as well just... Exactly. It was one of the ones I first watched when... I think, like, the season two was airing when I first watched it. And I just haven't went back to Attack on Titan. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to restart it. Um, but honestly, yeah. You gave me Tokyo Ghoul, and I think I read all four volumes in, like, yeah, a 24-hour span. <laughs> I gave you four volumes. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you texted me the next day and was all like, so I'm done. And I was like, oh... I got really into it, man. I I was super excited about it. And then... For... And Matt's having internet trouble, so he can't even, like, read it, like, on his own. Like, he needs, like, the physical copies to read. It's a rough day. Rough deal. But, yeah. So, and then from the anime perspective of Tokyo Ghoul, um, from the recording of this episode, I literally just have four episodes left of Tokyo Ghoul re-season two, technically. Right. I just have literally the four episodes left, and then it's all done and over with. I'm super excited. Because with Tokyo Ghoul Re, without going into too much detail for the people that haven't read it or watched it, it's a nice little, like, this is what's happening later down the road from the beginning of Tokyo Ghoul. And I'm super excited because some of my favorite characters came back. And I was like, this is great. And then I think I messaged you. I was like, so how different is it from the manga? Because I know Tokyo Ghoul Route A is just not the best yeah, it's adaptation. Like, it's, it's like the ending of, uh, of Route A is definitely, like, anime anime ending mm-hmm. and it kind of doesn't set up for re at all i don't know if you felt like it that it really you, doesn't because i remember when um as a tokyo ghoul fan like when re first got announced um that it was being animated a lot of people were like uh anime only watchers are gonna have no idea what the heck is going on which is very true because obviously i've talked to you in the past about what happens in tokyo ghoul but yeah, if you watch Tokyo Ghoul Rei, and then you go right into Re, there's... As an anime-only watch. Yeah, my, mini spoiler, there's a couple-year gap. But there's just no context. But there's also a massive knowledge gap, because... There is so much that you don't know. The, like, I had to Google yeah, a little bit the, of things the, to the help me understand. The ending of Tokyo Ghoul, the main story, there's a giant battle that is actually just straight-up skipped in Rude. 
Like, there's a fight Sorry, that just what? never occurs. I did not know that, actually. Damn. Well, well, we'll we'll talk about it again another time. Matt is going to read the series. The rest as well. of Tokyo Ghoul. And... I am actually just straight up. I just put everything in a box, and he's just going to read. <laughs> I'll have it done in the next couple. He'll of days. read the entire series, and then he can give his spoiler review of it and his opinions of what's a different. <laughs> it's true. Fre- more fresh off the mind than uh, than me for sure. I haven't read or watched Tokyo Ghoul in a long time. That's fair. And then um, otherwise, I watched the One Piece Stampede movie. Um, it was my first time watching a One Piece anything in like probably like two years almost. We have Film Red coming out too this. Film summer, Red, I'm so super I'm sure excited. We'll we'll watch that together and we we'll, we can add that to a future episode. When Definitely. It comes out. But I think watching Stampede, I forgot how much I loved the One Piece characters, especially like the Straw Hat crew. Like, don't get me wrong, like a lot of other characters, like Law was there, and I was like, hell, heck yeah, yeah I love the one, Law. The One Piece films are literally just like they just add every fan favorite and they just like. Ha- have fun really like, exactly like, well literally everyone showed up in that film yeah and it's I'm just sure. action and fun and chaos and it know. was great yeah. i had no complaints really like it was just a solid film obviously obviously a filler yeah story the, but the movies are canon yeah it was super fun though i enjoyed it overall and then watch assassination classroom season one i enjoyed it overall like it felt it was weird because it it feels like it's in like a slice of life setting but here's a bunch of shonen stuff but the thing is is that like i'm gonna watch season two but I almost feel like there's no rush. Who's almost. your favorite character so far? Oh, everyone's fan favorite. The, uh, what's his name? Someone's Karma? Someone. Yeah, the Karma. <laughs> everyone's favorite character, I swear. Well, you don't like, uh, the sensei? Oh, no, I I think there's not really a bad character. Like, Ooh. the supporting characters are kind of met, but that's supporting characters the in first, a nutshell. The first season still has the, um, like, the tablet girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. Yeah, she pops up, at, like, I think... About halfway through the season, I think. The virtual student. Yeah. She's, it's great. She's funny. But yeah, like I haven't really complaints, but I think it's just, it's a solid anime. Like I'm gonna watch season two, but it doesn't also, ha- if uh, I yeah, don't, I can see where you're coming from. It doesn't have like that like There's um, no cliffhanger. Yeah, there's no cliffhanger or keep something that just you're like, I need to know or I need Yeah. Like, it doesn't really leave you as much on that kind of edge. Yeah, so some I'm like, stories you know you're like, No, I wanna know like Promise Neverland, you're like, I need to know what happens with these kids. Yeah, exactly. Where I feel like Assassination Classroom, it does have you're more just of a like, slice of like when, feel. It's more like when are they gonna kill or do they kill? Yeah, like, are they the gonna question. kill him? Are they not? I don't know. Am I gonna feel sad if he gets killed? Probably. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, I'll watch season two eventually. Can't promise you any like when because I feel like there's a lot more anime I can definitely consume. Yeah. Consume. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think that's basically it for the stuff that I borrowed from you. Now, returning the question to you, I gave you four or five graphic novels. Yes, I've read all of them but Swamp Thing, which is funny because we've talked about Swamp Thing... A few times now. A few times, and that's the one I didn't read. To be fair, I think the reason um, I didn't read Swamp Thing is, one, on top of reading the, 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 the graphic novels you lent me, I have also watched episode one to four of Star Wars. I watched all of the Clone Wars... And I'm, I would say about 80, almost 80% done Rebels as Which well. Which is funny because a few and episodes. And the behind of... the scenes of episodes one to three. Like they're hour long, like yeah. behind the scenes of each of those movies. Which I think is funny because earlier in the episodes, the Obi-Wan episode, I think we discussed the fact that we haven't watched Rebels. And now all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I binged it all, man. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm like, I like haven't, uh, I'm not like the biggest, like I'm more of a normie Star Wars fan. but Not no more, you ain't. We do have a friend that will be coming on 
who has i just want to be able to hold a conversation because yeah. at least you have some books yeah you know, i have knowledge that's outside whether of the it's main canon continuity. whether it's um you know legends legends at least you have some knowledge so i just wanted to really you know try and get some in there and i watching through the, the clone wars i could easily remember some of the episodes watching when i was like that i watched when i was younger but as i got further on through the seasons i could definitely tell where i stopped watching or like things i just didn't remember at all and clone wars is great oh 100 fantastic rebels um i'm not, it's not bad it's just you can tell there's a difference in studio or a difference in leadership because the clone wars definitely doesn't shy away from the violence in star wars like you they don't show someone's head getting cut off but, it's highly insinuated, though. But they cut right before it, and yeah, it's insinuated that it happens. Like, it's it's a show for kids, but it's not. Whereas I would say Rebels feels like it is a lot more targeted towards the kids and has more of that um, Star Wars nuance behind it where you're like, oh, this is cool for canon. Like, I'm learning about certain characters. But some Are of you the, enjoying it, though? Like, are you enjoying Rebels? I would say Rebels? overall I'm enjoying it. I'm just not as into it as Clone Wars. That's And fair. the animation uh, art style is not as much my cup of tea either but understandable but it's still definitely a, like i would still recommend it for sure like it's definitely still enjoyable definitely and uh severus episode one to three like just confirmed that i am definitely a prequel like star wars fan like i just love lightsaber battles and those there's a lot of those and, and that's like like oh the choreography is so good for the prequels it's insane like oh i love it and you know, watching the behind the scenes of the stuff and all the work that the actors and all of like the crew put in to like making those fights as awesome as they are, it's it's insane. Which just makes the uh, newest trilogy that much worse with how bad the choreography is for the lightsaber battles, if you could even call them that. Yeah, that's fair. But I yeah, that just like rewatching it just solidified like. Episode 3 is easily my favorite movie. I don't know if that's a hot take. I feel like that's probably a lot of people, if they like the prequels, that's probably their favorite. Yeah, I don't think, like... I think there's more of a hot take saying which one's worse, Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Because for some people, like... I know our one friend thinks Phantom Menace is a lot worse than Attack of the Clones, but I'm the opposite. I think Attack of the Clones is the weakest link for the prequel trilogy. I think they they obviously all bring their own... Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Um... I know that, you know, some people give a lot of hate to Hayden Christensen. I feel like we've talked about this, but I thought he was good. I thought he played what George wanted. I agree. Anakin. Like, he, people can say he's whiny, but Anakin's going through a lot of stuff. Like He's allowed to be whiny to an extent. And the Clone Wars helps flush out the character more, too, which is nice to see. Like, it gives you a, like... So I watched episode two, then watched all of Clone Wars, then watched episode three. Yeah. And it does help build Anakin a lot more. And his fall is a lot more meaningful too, because you see how looked up to he is to a lot of, um, a lot of the clones, a lot of the fellow Jedi, like how important he is during the war. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would say that, that definitely a lot of Star Wars this past week, week and a half. <laughs> Plus obviously keeping up with the Kenobi show as well. Of course. Yeah. And, uh. The, some of the Star Wars news is pretty exciting that we'll talk about later as well. Later on, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I watched primarily. Um, yeah, and obviously the... Which graphic novels did you borrow for me again so we can kind of give the... So, um, 
I'll say them and then I'll just talk about each one as we go. So, yeah. Batman Last Night on Earth, which is uh, Scott Snyder's. I think the point of it is he was obviously wasn't allowed to end his run necessarily because obviously Batman has to continue. But this is like the if he could end story, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, that story was confusing to say the least because I think that was my first comic book, like Western comic book I've read in a while. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, I read that and I was like, what the heck is happening? I should have just read all of Snyder's run <laughs> before it. But, Going into it, yeah. But um, it was, obviously it's the art you expect from Capullo and and the writing honestly is to be expected from Scott as the series got on. It really, um, as his Batman run went on, like things did, you had to really pay attention. Yeah. Especially if you've ever read uh, the Metal series, like you, you gotta pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> and, especially uh, in that series. I would say overall this the the it was good like i i enjoyed it the parts i understood um i did have to look up some stuff um some videos to be like just kind of (laughs) who is this character again not necessarily the characters but just to kind of make sure like i was still following along because if you guys don't know it starts off with bruce wayne being in arkham asylum and he that he's crazy quotations and all of his doctors are like villains which is so such an interesting concept for um for batman but then the arc like ends and you turn the page and all of a sudden it's something completely different and it's just kind of like wait what and then the next thing you know you're with like wonder woman going to hell and you're like wait what it so there are, it's it's hard to keep track but like once you kind of feel in you get the, into the flow of the story it's pretty good i liked um the joker in like the robot robin thing that was yeah, he calls that, himself Robin. That was funny. Also, there's, I think, um, there was a, when he's just carrying the Joker's head, they, like, find a horse, and Joker's like, we're gonna name him Robin, and then Ro- and then the horse dies, and he's all like, I liked that Robin. <laughs> Another Robin dead. And I was like, oof. Too soon. Um, Omega's design was cool, even though it primarily is just Batman, just darker batman but it was cool it's kind of reminds me of like arkham knight where you're like oh that's a cool design but really it's it's kind of just capeless batman really like iron capeless batman but it was cool design in the video game um but i thought it was cool the also like the idea of like bruce wayne having clones set up because like the world's always gonna need a batman and stuff is like totally like on par with what bruce wayne would do exactly which i think does happen in a future zen comic i'm not entirely sure Ah, but yeah, I it's think been it's, a long time since... I think read. that is one of the... It's like a clone of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I and the ending was cool. Like, yeah. with with baby with a baby car... And it's, you know, the symbol of hope, Superman, and... Yeah. You know, it's like, they're on to a new day of age, and work, we'll work humanity back up, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I might I might not be a Superman fan, but I can recognize the symbolism that it that he represents. Yeah, exactly. So that was a nice a nice touch. Um, after that, I read Amazing Spider-Man Family Business. Yeah, I'm curious of your opinion on this one. This one is a very random story I found, but I knew um, you'd enjoy I it, I would hope. I forgot to write down the, um, the artist and the, uh, writer, but it basically goes into uh, what I would call a reverse James Bond-esque feel. Yep. Where, like, Peter o- almost ends up being, like, the Bond girl sidekick-esque to um to his sister quotations yep in the story which was also like you're just kind of like okay 
I but mean, they, I find they explained it well enough that I'm like, okay, I could, I could believe. Yeah, this. you believe it, but it's also funny because you are Peter. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. No, I'm gonna need proof, please. And then, like, as it goes on, you're like, you're literally Peter. You're like, yeah, you're gonna have to give me more. Like, this is, you know, anyone get this? You could be. Seems too coincidental. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and um, the other thing I liked about it was it, it definitely felt very um inspired by older Spider-Man comics and um like the TV shows. Yeah. Because, like, you're, you have Kingpin being kind of, like, the main villain. You see some, like, villains you don't really see that often. Like, Cyclone's in it. And you're just kind of, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Um, there's also, like, um, mentions of, like, uh, there's, like, a reference to, like, Spider Slayers and stuff. Which I can't... I don't watch any of the current Spider-Man cartoons That was big in the 90s, though. Yeah, but, like, I... I know the Spider Slayers from the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Like, that was a... They would they were a big reoccurring thing in that TV show, so that was cool. The art style is a lot more realistic, and it's almost like a painting, the way it's um, yeah. colored. Which I thought is unique, in my opinion. I, I feel like... Yeah, I definitely haven't read many, if at all, any that stories that, that are like that. So, that was definitely different in its own way. Obviously, spoilers if you um, have never read this story... I'm going to say I recommend it before I go any deeper. That being said, ends up being not his sister. But I thought the overall idea was pretty cool following her along. And you really do get ended up stringed along to believe it. And then obviously it leaves with the cliffhanger at the end where it's like, oh, but does he have a sister? Which I don't know if there's even a sequel for this book. I don't know, but it I haven't looked cool. into that actually. It does make you think, though, like the idea of Peter having more family. It kind of makes sense. Is uh is interesting. Also, I have in my notes here, mind wipe op, because <laughs> they obviously like you know Peter's revealed again to solve, to a chunk of people who Spider Man is, you know, and obviously mind wipe, and then no one knows who Spider Man is. <laughs> but overall, I would definitely recommend the story. I thought it was I thought it was good. It's also relatively short, easy read, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's just um, like a... All-in-one all story, too, which I always like. Kind of like those... You don't really need any other knowledge. Like, if you know enough about Spider-Man, you can just pick it up, read it, and enjoy it, and enjoy it as it is. Uh, then Flash Rebirth, which is the story of the return of Barry Allen, who I believe it was gone for, what, 20 years? or Around there. He was, he was gone for quite a while. So, um... Basically, this is just before the New 52, like a couple years before. A couple years before, yeah. The events that occur, which are also by, coincidentally, Barry Allen, <laughs> to cause the New 52. But, yeah, it was uh, interesting. All it made me think was, like, oh, man, the Speed Force is so whack. The The Speed Force has gone so crazy even since then. In, oh, in I like, know. introducing I've... the other forces other than Speed Force. But it's, we won't yeah. go into detail. <laughs> it's just a... Uh, Overall, like, if you like The Flash, I feel like you're going to like it because it has speedsters galore, both villains and um, and heroes. Like, there's speedsters all over the place. And, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought the art was really good. The storytelling was good. I like the idea that, like, Barry had this sense of he didn't, be like, he didn't belong and he wanted to go back. And then it, the reason he came back was because he wanted to come back. Yep. I kind of liked that um, aspect of the story. And then, yeah, there's a lot of running. A lot of zooming and running. <laughs> it's funny, but the, it's funny to say, but it's true. Like, I feel like 
half the story is is Barry and Professor Zoom running. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a Flash comic, so there's got to be a lot of running, you know? But um, I feel like if it was your first ever time reading Flash, not the story to read, it's a bit heavy on the lore. You definitely need to at least have an understanding of who different Flash are. Even outside of just Wally and Barry. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you need to know a lot of the lot. Flashes, um, even the villains, to have an understanding of who they are. I thought the concept of Barry becoming death was cool. Yeah. At the big like the that first like quarter of the story. I thought that was a really cool concept. But um yeah, overall I would say I would definitely recommend it. If you've read any of the new fifty two and you like it and you want something, I think it's a good good story to read because it's kinda like that, like we said, like it's what almost like a prequel of some it sort. It really is like a prequel before, you know, the events of um Flashpoint that caused it also kind of gives you more information on why Barry did Flashpoint almost. Yeah, for sure. Because in the story, he gets told all the things that uh, Zoom caused. Correct. And he's like, he's like, oh, that time you left the door open and your dog died or something. And I'm just like, Jesus. This guy really hates <laughs> on, Barry. And this is this is on top of obviously killing his mom. Yeah, yeah like, kill the dog He's just too. like, oh, that time that this happened and this happened. Yeah, that was me. And it's like, okay. Killing his mom wasn't enough, I guess. You had to kill his dog. too. Like, jeez. Happy he's not John Wick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, overall, definitely a great story. Wouldn't recommend as your first Flash story, but no, if you're, you're into Flash. No, you're going to need a bit of mythos. Or like you watch the CW Flash. Yeah. kind of like you want something to read that kind of even references some stuff. Then it's a cool story. Um... The only Marvel one that I read that... Well, I guess, no, I read Spider-Man. So, yeah. two Marvels, two DCs, and I never... I have Swamp Thing to read, so yeah. I'll talk about that at a later time. I haven't read it yet. But was the all-new X-Men, Yesterday's X-Men, which yep. is the volume, the first volume of the all-new X-Men. And I'm not a huge X-Men reader, but I have read a couple of the big story events that Matt's lent out to me. And this is, if I'm correct, this takes place just after Avengers vs. X-Men. Yep. And so at this point we have Xavier killed by Cyclops. Yeah. And all the X Men are obviously dealing with that grief in their own way and whatnot. And Beast is going through um, a mutation which is clearly affecting him in a negative way, and he wants to try and fix things. So in true X Men fashion, the only way to fix things is to obviously screw up with the timelines and go back in time. Of course. So he goes back in time and he grabs the young X Men. Who obviously don't recognize him because he's Beast and he's blue. And they're like, what the heck happened to you? Also, point to make point is the fact that of the X-Men team he goes and visits, Beast is on that team. But it's pre-Blue Beast. Yeah, it's like pre-Beast. I think it literally talks about how like this is almost like they're visiting the first issue of X-Men almost. And like he's trying to reference powers that like some of the X-Men don't have yet. Like He's like, Gene, just read my mind and tell them that I'm like not lying. And she's like, I can read minds? <laughs> Question mark? And, of course, he brings them to the future, where, obviously... They... Which is technically the present now. Yeah. And then, uh, they find out, obviously, everything Cyclops is doing. He's, like, creating his new mutant revolution or something. His own X-Men team, kind of, and trying to do, like, his own school and stuff. Because, like, he's totally realizes humans don't give a crap, so he's just, like, screw the humans. Like, he's basically Magneto. Yeah. Even though Magneto's also there, but he's basically the same mindset as Magneto, I guess. And, um... Yeah, it's just, uh, I thought it was, there were definitely some funny moments with the young, the, like, the younger versions of themselves and recognizing, like, 
wait, what? And then there's also sad parts because they go and they do fight Cyclops and they realize what he's become. And then young Jean can't even look at young Cyclops because she knows what young Cyclops has done. Yep. Like she won't eat, she doesn't want anything to do with him, which to, to be fair to young Cyclops, it ain't his fault. It's kind of. Not yet it ain't. And um, then there's obviously the angel who's just like, where am I? And you're just like, ooh, Ako Taco. Which does get revealed in later volumes where he is and And it's what's also going funny because Angel's the only one that doesn't want to stay. Yep. Everyone's like, we'll stay and we'll fix it. I don't know how they think they'll fix it. I don't know. And, uh, but yeah, it's sad because he's the one who wants to, like, he's like, we should go back. And then he's also, you know, well, you know, he's also Angel, so Sag. Exactly. And <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. And obviously, yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty high, um, drama, high, you know, it's pretty high stress, I guess, for a lot of the old, the, um, present day X-Men, because they're all like, Beast, what did you do? Beast passes out, and then they're worrying about Beast, they're worrying about Cyclops, Professor X just died, there's a lot going on for them right now. And now there's all the young versions of themselves, and like, oh man, we need, we need to send them back, and Wolverine... Like, Gene reads Wolverine's mind for the first time. Young Gene reads Wolverine's mind because he's saying one thing, but he means another thing. And of so, all the minds you should read, it's never Wolverine's. So, it was it was definitely, like, pretty intense and, like... Would you want to read more? Like, would you I would pick definitely up volume prob- two yeah, or three? Probably be interested in reading okay. more. It's definitely a lot going on, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, holy... I at least want to get you to Battle of the Atom, because, again, that's one of my favorite Marvel storylines. Well, and I've read Battle but, of the Atom. Yeah, so this is, I guess, more just, like, prelude to... Yeah, to what builds up to the Battle yeah. of the Atom. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a good story, if you want. Mm, I don't know if I would say it's, like, some a good place to jump in for X-Men. No, I would definitely read Avengers vs. X-Men first, and, and then, then yeah. carry on. Yeah, it's a good... I would say Avengers vs. X-Men's a kind of... Uh, it's a pretty good starting off point. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that was uh that was um what I've read so far. The um just have Swamp Thing, which we can talk about maybe whenever we end up talking about Tokyo Ghoul yeah. too. One thing I wanted to add on my and then really talk about because I don't really talk too much about what I'm reading other than the stuff that I borrowed from you, is I went down this weird like spider gwen hole a couple days ago. And at the at this time Spider Gwen had her own five issue storyline after spider-verse and then she had like a 31 issue run under spider woman yeah and then, i think i have actually like the first 15 ish okay comics of the spider friend run okay and then um which is that's the one i'm reading right now but i didn't know that existed during the time of when i was spinning through all the stuff so i read spider Gwen's five issue series and then i skipped to her more recent series which i think is like a year or two old and that was called ghost spider because mm-hmm. that's her official that's what she's spider called in name. her verse right no in her no, verse she's, spider, she's just spider-man she's just a spider woman i think okay. but in her universe everyone knows that she's gwen stacy like uh... everyone knows it's open in the blue everyone knows who she is kind of thing so in the more recent one ghost spider she has a device that she can jump back between the old like, her old universe and Earth-616. Oh, that's pretty good technology. Right? And she, like, goes to school in Earth-616, and then... Wait, she goes to school? In, in 616. In 616. Yeah, she so goes to college So what does she do when there. she goes back to... She doesn't really go there too much. She's only part uh, of her okay. band. Which, I don't know if you know her. She's in a band called right. the MJs. So she just goes to band practice. 
Pretty much, and her dad's alive and stuff in there. So she goes there and everything. Goes but, visit dad. Oh, I'm just going to another universe. Yeah, for I'm just going to go to school and come Typical. back, kind of thing. Just well, I think day. it's because she doesn't want to affect anyone else more in her universe because everyone knows who she is. Uh, and okay. plus, in six one six, Peter Parker is also one of her teachers at the college. Right, and he was her best friend, and or yeah, it's it's weird. So it wasn't okay. her best friend. It was no, it was her in her universe. Peter was her best friend, but Peter wanted to be special, just like Gwen. And he was getting bullied, so he became the lizard, and then he dies in her arms. His dying words are, I just wanted to be special just like you. He dies, so she feels bad. But then in the Ghost Spider comic, it's funny because she talks to Peter, and Peter makes comments, and she's like, you're not my Peter. You're way too old. This is weird and disgusting because I'm not, like, I don't like you that way. This is really weird. And Peter's like, don't worry. You're also way too young for me at this point. (laughs) Like, this is equally uncomfortable for me too don't worry i had this on and off again thing with my own lady exactly it out. it's weird it's weird man um but it's fine ghost spider was fun because you got to see uh what's his name miles warren who's jackal yep. who's behind the clone conspiracy cloned gwen stacy back in the day and there's this really weird uncomfortableness mm-hmm. because jackal is at the school and realizes that gwen stacy's back in the main continuity and he's like oh my god she's back and he becomes obsessed with her again oh, but she's like younger than she was when he when she got cloned the first time and it's like questionable i'm gonna be honest it's slightly uncomfortable um that's yes. fun and then um, other than that i'm also reading an iron man run which i've never read an iron man comic by itself but i gave it a shot because it's written by dan slot mm, and i was like I, read, I can't remember which iron man run it was but i have read the first few issues of um when i first started getting into comics i've started reading iron man for a okay bit. but honestly i wasn't really that into it iron man comics are weird like i'm five issues into it. i've read the first technically tech volume and it's not bad but technically speaking i have read an iron man comic before but it wasn't tony mm-hmm. it was infamous iron man which was dr doom in an iron man suit because uh, at yes. that point iron man was dead and you like that series i really knew that, that. that, that it was a darker story. tone and dr doom all witchcrafty and stuff it was fun but this uh the iron man comic i'm reading with dan slot it's not bad it's fun because not fun, I should say, but it's interesting because it feels like I'm reading a Spider-Man comic, kind of. I really enjoy Dan Slott's writing, mm-hmm. and I think just, like, giving me some more of his writing is good. And then, also, this is at the point now that we know Tony's origin of how he's adopted, and he's not actually a Stark. Ah, uh, yes, I forgot about that. And there's the other son who's actually a Stark, and there's a whole thing, but... <laughs> it's confusing. But anyways... <laughs> Let's let's talk about this what we're talking about in this episode and that's all the various news. So Connor, why don't you start us off with the upcoming anime manga news things that people should uh should be know. knowing about. Yeah, so going into the second part of this, um obviously that took up a big chunk of time. But hey, we said we were going to hold each other accountable and we did. And we did read watch stuff. So I feel like that's Done deal. That's good. Um, in terms of news, um, so recently we had um, Hunter Hunter. This was a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember enough. We discussed it in a pre. We discussed it in a previous podcast. I'm just not sure if we've released that podcast or not. So I'm gonna repeat it and say that, and I'm gonna repeat it probably more podcasts when it actually happens, which is Hunter Hunter is going to have a rumored multiple chapters released this year i'll believe it when i see it but i'll be happy to even get one 
So that's big. I think when we talk about Hunter Hunter in a previous episode, I think we mentioned on how like constantly the hiatuses are. Yeah, I don't think we actually talked about the fact that it's supposed to be coming back. Hard to say. I feel like we did because I remember, think I remember mentioning it's been over 1200 days since the last one. Yeah. So either way, multiple chapters. Great if it happens. I'm just waiting for that one and we'll, we'll take it from there. One, one chapter at a time. Exactly. Uh, and even what you can argue is even bigger news is Berserk will continue its serialization uh, June 24th as of recording today is when the next issue of Berserk will come out. And this is a very gray area for people now. Well, how do you feel about it? I am personally excited. I love Berserk and I am... I don't think they would have kept going if they weren't confident that they could do it justice is how I'm taking it. It's being um, taken on by his assistants who um, who Miro had a lot of faith in. He definitely did a lot of... Um, I've read a lot of articles and stuff talking about him and his assistants before and how he's really groomed them to be, you know, like handle Berserk per se. So I'm, co- I'm confident in their abilities. And overseeing it is actually his best friend, uh, Koji Mori. I believe I'm saying that right. Who has been his friend for like forty? Who has been his friend for like forty years, through and is also a mangaka. Uh, he's written uh, the series Holy Land, who which I personally have not read, but I have read and listened to videos talk discussing. It's been in a lot of people's like top, one of their top mangas, and a lot of different people. So that at least get I think should set a lot of people's nerves like it's being overseen by someone who i'm sure has heard a lot of plans for berserk being a close friend for that long i believe he also did help with the legendary eclipse arc part of the arc like he helped um so i have no doubt that they will do everything they can to to finish the story strong based on the article it sounds like they're going to finish the current arc and they are going to continue on to a new arc. So it doesn't sound like they're just going to instantly end it. It sounds like they are going to continue the story. Uh, also in the article, it sounds like Morris Mori is going to not reference anything he can't remember. Okay. So it does sound like there is probably certain plot hole, certain plot devices. Those threads might never get closed, but I feel like even if they can do 80 to 90%, of as good of a job in terms of the art and like the story um i think most fans will be happy with it i don't think they're doing they're doing it for money i think he trusted his assistants this is his best friend overseeing it i think it's more of a we're gonna help bring this home for Mm. him i don't think it's like for a money thing so i don't think people should feel like it's an insult to his memory which i think i was one of like the takes i was reading on online was you know, some people are like, oh, this is awful. And I don't think it's awful. I think it's kind of, it's a big responsibility. Imagine that your best friend has one of the most best-selling books, best-selling movies, and they pass away, and now it's all on you to carry it home. That's it's, a lot of pressure. It's pressure, definitely. Like, it's kind of scaring. Like, and I don't scary. think you don't take, you don't take it on unless you're, you're doing it out of love for your friend, right? Like exactly. he's bringing, he wants to bring it home and finish it for his friend. So I think that we should all 
you know, go in with, you know, an open mind and enjoy it for what it is. I will say, obviously, there's always going to be that asterisk being like, this is where the great mirror ended and this is where it kind of took off after, but it doesn't mean the story is going to be bad. So that that's my little spiel about Berserk. Uh, another massive mangaka um, is actually taking a break, which, you know, he's not known for doing very often, which is Oda Sensei, the author of One Piece. He's taking a four-week break to prepare for the final saga of One Piece, which is crazy because we're currently at the 25-year anniversary of One Piece. 25, 25 years, years of One Piece. Um, obviously, if it takes five years, that's 30 years, which would be insane. But anyways, I digress. I'm not going to talk about, you know, speculate how long it'll take to write One Piece. It's just, you know, the final saga. I don't know some some translations had final arc, which if you're unaware, basically a saga is a culmination of many arcs. Um, One Piece has been known to have multiple sagas. It's kind of what happens when your manga is a thousand chapters long. Yep. But um, even so, knowing that it's a saga, it the final one, it it is a crazy um realization that you know one piece is gonna end because uh still a few few years away hopefully. right but it's just like the fact that that is what's gonna be starting is what kind of hits you because one piece has been going on since. I think 1998 something well, like 25 that 25 yeah. years right so what, what's that from now but um or i guess the anime has been going on since then I, either way like i grew up watching the four kids dub of it yeah and uh well i guess it's 1997 Doi. but oh yeah that would be 25 years math math is hard but math is um hard, okay but yeah like i grew up i watched like four kids dub as horrid as it was watched episodes of it then it's just you know a series that i'm sure a lot of people have grown up reading or watching and just the thought of it is actually concluding i know that some people are always like you know you know one piece is never gonna end yeah it's actually ending yeah everyone it's, it's crazy and then um yeah that's that's the other big uh so that's that's some pretty crazy things for the manga industry in terms of Hunter Hunter coming back, Berserk starting back up, and then Oda taking a break to prepare for his final final saga. Which is insane. Moving outside of the manga news, um, we'll keep some of the other stuff more brief, but in DC Comics news, uh, Black Adam trailer is officially out, a Sandman trailer is out, and a Gotham Knights trailer is out. Connor and I watched all three before we recorded this episode. And personally, I'm just going to keep my opinions brief. I uh, don't really know too much about Sandman. So I'm intrigued. I don't know. Netflix, their shows like that seem to be doing pretty good overall. Um, Black Adam. I don't know what they're planning to do with this movie. It feels like Justice Society almost. Because you have Dr. Fate and Hawkman and Adam Smasher. And then Black Adam's just kind of there. It feels like there's DC characters, but it's more like, this is The Rock, the superhero. Exactly. I don't feel. I don't really feel like it's Black Adam. I don't know much about Black Adam, but I also know he's not as anti-hero-y. Hero-y as they're making yeah. him out to be. And then the Gotham Knights trailer, which just feels like it's like, hey, here's all the C-list characters and the Bat family connected, kind of. We're going to put them in a movie, and here's a brand new original character, and 
just white. As a pretty big Batman slash Bat family fan, no, bueno. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Based on, I'll tune based, in for it to see it. Trailer, but gosh, no. Based on the trailer, I wasn't excited. No, it seems very CW, which obviously it's a CW show, but it's whatever. Um, moving into Marvel news, not too much on this front. Obviously, at this point of the podcast, Ms. Marvel should be about halfway done. Um, haven't watched episodes yet, so we'll see how it is down the road. I'm going to let Matt watch an episode or two and then let him tell me if I should watch it or not. Exactly. Uh, She-Hulk obviously got a trailer. That's a couple weeks old, obviously, for news now. People are 50-50 on that. And the Spider-Man games are going to PC. Yes, the Spider-Man, uh, the big Spider-Man game that came out for the PlayStation 4. Uh, with the DLC, I think that was a Miles Morales DLC for it. I can't remember. I think so. I haven't played the games. I want to play the games because they look like yeah, beautiful. But that'll be but... coming to PC, which is big because it's a so it's a known, Sony exclusive. It's, yeah, it's known for being a Sony exclusive, and the fact that it's coming to PC is big for um you know if you're interested in playing the game and don't own a PlayStation and you have a computer. Here's the opportunity. It's uh it's definitely a fun game. I mean, I've played. 99% of it I never beat the final boss oh no fight which is pretty classic for me when it comes to the yeah player games. we did discuss that in an yeah. older episode so, of your habits unfortunately of that. but I will play when it comes out for PC and I will maybe beat it maybe beat it hopefully <laughs> I um, mean I'll probably will beat it because I'll want to play the Miles Morales DLC which I feel like you have to beat it to do so probably we'll see if I beat the Miles Morales DLC yeah that's, that's a separate conversation that's its own issue and then going into Star Wars <laughs> which is big because when <laughs> when we recorded the initial obi-wan episode it was actually just before, before star wars celebration star wars celebration which it's apparently an error on our, our part we probably could have combined those but it's fine we'll give the news now it's a little late exactly it's a, it's a lot of late. we will be it's a this, lot of late but it's a way, lot of late there's but... some exciting stuff i'd say even as a more normie star wars fan there's some stuff that i'm kind of excited for Exactly, and I think we kind of already talk about this stuff more in the Obi-Wan Kenobi episode that will be out by the time we do this. We won't talk about too much of this stuff, because the Obi-Wan episode will be out before this, but there's a lot of stuff, like an Andor trailer got came out, and that's coming out in August. Apparently, it's going to be a 12 episode, which is uncommon right now for Disney Plus, for Star, Star Wars Star shows. Wars stuff, yeah. um, which, if you liked Rogue One, I feel like you it's... But yeah, if you're a fan of Rogue One, this is definitely up your alley. Like, you're going to love it. I'm not one of those people. Though. I know you're not one of those people. I'm just saying, for yeah. the people that might like Rogue One, it's a good it's a good series exactly. to catch. And then a bunch of shows are going to be coming out on Disney Plus later this year and going into 2023. Ahsoka and Mandalorian. Excited for that. Skeleton Crew, which takes place at the same time as those shows. Not as excited for that. Um, and Jude Law is a part of that. I'm excited for Jude Law, but I don't know. Um... We also have a set during a High Republic era Star Wars show called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. We have the show that's coming out later this year that I'm super pumped for. I think, Connor, you are as well. Yes. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Yes, I'm super pumped for that. It's going to be great. Star Wars Vision 2 Season 2 for those anime fans. Also pumped for that. Didn't and... know that was a thing, but I'm pumped for it either way. <laughs> it's great. Um, for more of the younger audience, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special. Not they as do excited those... for that. Once a year, I, I don't, you should definitely watch the Halloween one. I'm very curious on your opinion of that, but that's irrelevant. Um, video games, we have the Star Wars Jedi Survivor that's coming out. Yes, which is the sequel to the the uh, which one face it the um, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, which was massive. People huge fan lot base of fan, for that. A lot of people like really loved the characters from that from that game too. 
I yeah. feel like if you've never played the game and you're not really big into games, like you, you still even, know of it though. You should even just watch like the cutscenes. Like I'm sure there's YouTube compilations oh, of, the, of the, all the cutscenes, and I'm sure you'll as, if you're a Star Wars nerd and the not big gamer, which I don't know if there's too many like that, but either yeah. way, exactly. I feel like you would enjoy like even the, just the cutscenes and lore that comes from it. And then, obviously, throughout the year, there's so many Star Wars books coming out. We'll t we talk about that more in the Obi-Wan Kenobi episode. But particularly the book I want to mention in this is that, of the airing of this episode, a book that came out yesterday, which is called Shadow of the Sith. That one I was super excited for. It takes place about 10 years after Return of the Jedi. And it's a Luke Skywalker and Lando story mm, together. Okay. And this ties together more of the stuff about Rey's lineage. Because we're looking at the bounty hunter that they find in Rise of Skywalker, the body and stuff, like yep. his ship. It's actually them trying to search for that particular bounty hunter. And it's hopefully going to open up more history behind how Rey was created, what's Palpatine been up to. Does Luke know that Palpatine's still alive, somehow connected to all this? I'm pretty stoked. Well, I'll hopefully read it, and then we'll talk about it in a future episode. A book trying to fix the movies what <laughs> that's never been a thing that's, before that's what it sounds like pretty much and i think that's overall at this point all the star wars news like i said we'll talk about it more but yeah guys it's been um you know there's a lot lot going on a lot, lot of fun stuff to look forward to if you're a nerd exactly you know there's a lot there's to a come little, out a little bit of everything honestly honestly yeah yeah especially for star wars if you're a fan of star wars there's Anime, live action, animation, the Lego stuff, the video games, the novels. There's a lot to look forward to for a Star Wars fan, and hopefully at least one of those things... Will be good. ...is good. Like, I mean, I'm not saying the stuff that's out is bad, I just know that sometimes Star Wars fans can be picky, and I'm hoping at least one of those things is for you, and you end up liking it. Which, stay tuned, because in a future episode, we're definitely going to have one of our big Star Wars fans, and that's going to open a whole conversation. We're going to have two Star Wars fans. Two completely different ends of... Yes, their I feel opinion like we, on Star Wars. I feel like we should almost do like a special, a mere episode with them. That'd be super fun. We'll 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 see. We'll see what we'll happens. We'll see what happens. In conclusion, everyone, that is that's the big news for the last little bit, and that's what we're watching. That's what we're wa reading. And yeah, just a heads up for everyone from here that you can catch us in various listening platforms: Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Music. So make sure you give us a review. Or rating. Help the Misfit Island grow. You can also catch us up on YouTube, on Instagram, and Twitter, and potentially TikTok in the future. And remember, I'm Matt. And I'm Connor. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye.